You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. Black, and you are listening to Sexual Heroes. Jason Mark has been in the adult industry for 20 years and has worked with some of the biggest names in porn history. He has won five Grabby Awards, including one for Best Director. He shared that award with business partner Trenton Ducati for their work on the Hothouse movie Capital Affairs. He worked for Titan Men for eight years, five of those years as director of production. Currently, he co-owns Trailer Trash Boys with Trenton Ducati and Anthony Duran, and he does freelance work, directing, shooting, and editing porn for about 12 different studios. Jason Mark, thank you for being on Sexual Heroes today. Hey, how are you? I should have called you Mark Jason. No, no, please don't do that. <laughs> uh, it's It's been the scourge of my life. <laughs> People calling me Mark. When I first laid eyes on you, saw that handsome mug of yours. Oh, you're sweet. And that was when I saw the video that you made of you lip syncing with a car full of porn guys to All I Want for Christmas is You. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy is that, that I mean, we had been, I had been doing those for like 10 years at that point. I've done a whole bunch of those. And I wish that I could do more of them. It's just that. I don't actually find myself in a car with a bunch of porn stars anymore. I don't really have the chance to do them as much, but that one was, was very planned. As I recall, it was Lance Charger and I were talking about wanting to do something like that. And I think that he had seen another video that I had done like that and said, Hey, let's do something like that. And then I said, sure. Who else can we get to join us in the car? It'll be fun. And it was he was staying with Will and Liam at the time, so mm-hmm. he said, "Let's just do it." And we drove down to like Target or something and bought the Santa hats, and then drove around downtown Palm Springs, lip syncing to that song in a rented convertible <laughs> for like four hours. Right, oh my God. people are driving past and honking and waving, and and everybody seemed to really enjoy it. It was it was pretty fun. Liam and Will had done their best to learn the words to it, but mm. I, yeah, uh, Lance and I were in the front seat for a reason. I don't yeah. know if you said everybody's last name. Lance Charger, Will Angel, and Liam Angel. Yes. Right. Okay. But you, girl, you can lip sync. Can I? I guess. I do I do a lot of driving and I do a lot of singing along with songs. So I guess, yeah, it's probably, yeah. that's probably, and you know, when I was young, I lived in the middle of nowhere. And I wanted to be a rock star, so I used to lip sync to my favorite records in the mirror mm-hmm. all the time from the time I was about five. So, yeah. well, if you had to lip sync for your life, I I say you would probably be able to. You would live. Do, do yeah. you want me to out myself? I've never actually seen an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow. I know that lip sync from your for your life is from that, <laughs> but. I've had to ask people because people are always like, you could lip sync for your life. And at first I was like, what the fuck are you people talking about? Well, I think one of the great things about making videos like this is I think people who are watching porn, they're diehard porn aficionados. Mm -hmm. I think they really like seeing porn stars in another setting, not taking themselves too seriously. You know, I actually figured that out really early on. 
And I, back in 2005, 2006, I brought my, I would bring my camera along to fretman shoots when I was, you know, a lowly production assistant. And I would just shoot the mayhem that was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, when we did our trip down to Australia, I brought my camera down and I shot so much footage that it turned into an hour long documentary about our trip down there and making the, the actual movie itself. And that was my first official director credit, but I've been shooting all the behind the scenes stuff and people tell me that they really love watching the porn stars show who they really are when mm-hmm. they're not on, so to speak. I, I think people really enjoy seeing the guys kind of break that character and mm-hmm. kick out and have some fun. So, yeah. well, I know I had a lot of fun making porn when the camera was not rolling with yeah. the cast and crew. We had a good it's, time. It is a, it's a fun industry. It really is. Yeah. Congratulations for your recent Grabby Award, Best Director, along with Trenton oh, Ducati for yeah. Capital Affairs. Shared with with my director partner on that movie, Capital Affairs, yeah. And that was for Hot House. It was, mm. yeah. Can I tell you the story about how that movie came to be? Please. It's so insane, because usually we would go into a movie with five scenes ready we'd have a whole script we'd have a plan we knew what we were doing we had we were right on top of shit but once the pandemic was over everybody was just so desperate for content and everybody was just saying oh just fucking shoot anything we don't care and hothouse had told trenton listen we're just desperate for content we don't have anything to release we're finally able to shoot again right so just shoot whatever you want and the attack on the Capitol building had ha- was happening while we were shooting just this random scene of, of a guy fucking the UPS delivery man. There was virtually no dialogue. We just set the whole thing up. Boom, scene's done. So we actually shot that, as I recall, on January 6th while that was happening. And we all kept, you know, turning around and looking at the news and going, what the fuck? watching all of that. And then we had another shoot two days later to shoot another just random scene. So we decided to make the scene take place during the Capitol attack of January 6th and make the two stars of the scene, two guys who had shown up with their red caps to storm the Capitol. And then they realize what a complete shit show it was and realize, oh, no, we don't want anything to do with this. And they run away and hide and then have sex in a basement or something. And at the time we were just going, I can't believe we're actually doing this, but it wasn't supposed to be part of a larger film. And then hothouse said, Hey, listen, we've actually got a little bit more time. Why don't you just turn it into a movie? At which point we're like, how do we make a movie out of two scenes? One of which is someone fucking a UPS guy. And the other one is two basically reformed terrorists uh, having sex and Trenton and I started just racking our brains. And I think I actually came up with the idea. Why don't we make a movie where all the scenes happen at the same time? And it, and we just decided let's do it during the inauguration. The movie actually starts with this drone shot of downtown Palm Springs with Joe Biden being sworn in as the audio <laughs> And then they cut inside one of the houses and the two guys are watching the inauguration. And then they're all texting back and forth. 
hey, are you watching the inauguration? You watching the inauguration? And then we see what everybody was doing at that exact moment. So it's it's very weirdly meta Robert Altman. What was that other movie? Uh, Go. Basically, it's sort of three short films that all mm. start at the same time and then follow different characters. It's a very fun kind of Gen X movie. But that was how that movie came together. And, you know, we finished shooting it and I edited the whole thing together. And I remember we just sort of watching it once it was done and thinking we actually managed to make a really fun, lighthearted movie that actually has a bit of a message to it. And we almost did it accidentally. So getting the best director award for that one is is pretty sweet. The fact that Trenton and I got to share it is even better. I think that story speaks to the the talent and creativity that does go into making studio porn. I think it's yeah. often mm-hmm. underestimated or undervalued. And there's a lot of talent behind the scenes. It, it, there is. Yes. I'm pretty blown away by the experience, the abilities, the and the drive and the dedication that you'll yeah. find with a lot of the producers. Getting a grabby is a big deal. I mean, I have mine right here. <laughs> when I found out I won, I'm starting to text people. Like, who do you text, right? And I texted my parents and my dad says, oh, wow. Now, this is your fifth grabby, right? But it's your first one for best director. And I'm like, my parents actually fucking know this shit, you know? That's great. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Okay, so you're a director and you yes. you've directed for many different studios as well as for your own company, Mm -hmm. which is, you want to say that? I'm part owner of Trailer Trash Boys and uh, Bondage Bros. Trailer Trash Boys was started out with Trenton and Anthony, and they brought me on board in sort of early 2020. One of the companies that you worked for was Titan. Mm -hmm. I was director of production for like five years. We've never worked together. I'm sorry about that. Each studio kind of has its own vibe. You know, as, as a porn actor, I, like, I knew if I was going to do a Catalina film, I knew the crew and I knew the energy and the, you know, kind of how it was all going to flow. If I went and did a Raging Stallion video, I kind of knew what to expect. Right. But you work for different companies. How would a model describe you as a director? What would they say about you? Oh, God, I don't know. And I'm terrified to even think. I do my best to be as supportive as I can because I know how difficult it is to literally be naked and performing and having to drop all of your inhibitions in front of a big room of people who have zoom lenses and can see every little one of your imperfections. imperfections. <laughs> I said it at the same time. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I'm, and I'm trying to think of another way of putting that. I've always been told by a lot of the performers that I work with that they really appreciate the atmosphere that we create on set where it's like hanging out with your friends and we're really supportive. We're not pressuring at all. If we run long, that's fine. I have nowhere to be. If you need a break. Yeah, that's great. Oh, cool. Oh, this looks fantastic. We'll show them the video after every take and go look how great this looks or, you know what? Um, This isn't good. Let's go back and redo it. And why don't you, change the way that you're standing here and we'll make it look better. And they really appreciate the feedback and they really appreciate that you're that hands-on and not just randomly pointing a camera at them while they're fucking. Yeah. That's definitely something that I've heard from people. I'm not surprised to hear that because 
as I was stalking you online in preparation for this, <laughs> oh, shit. I found a video that you made and it shows you directing a model while you're holding a camera. So at the time you're wearing a photography hat. Okay. And I transcribed what you were saying to the model. Oh shit. Okay. So this is a still photo shoot. And this is what you said, quote, shoulders more relaxed down. There we go. You can actually push the shoulders back a little bit without bringing your arms up. So relax them more. Push your shoulders down even more. Neck nice and long. That's good. Chin doesn't have to come up, but that neck's got to come up. All right. Your left shoulder, push it down just a touch. Good. Not quite that much. <laughs> End quote. Was that Eddie CT? It was Eddie CT. Yes. And then later in that same video, I think I start um, channeling Robin Williams in the birdcage where I say, try not to fossey your arms out too much. Yes. And I go, fossey, fossey. And yes. he bursts out laughing. And then I go in and start over accentuating the, the poses because you'll get some guys who, and a lot of the underwear models do this for some reason, they get into these really weird superhero stripper positions that don't look comfortable and they don't look natural. And I, with Titan anyway, we always wanted to, we, we always wanted to make it look like the guys were just standing there and that's what they looked like. Right. We didn't want to make it look posed. Right. When I watched that, I, I laughed, but I also thought that is the kind of photographer I like working with because there are two ends of the spectrum and that is one end. And the other end is they just start snapping pictures and you're right. thinking, well, I hope this is coming out. Okay. And then you find out that maybe it didn't come out. Okay. So right. I, re I, when I'm working with a photographer, I really appreciate them paying attention to the, the little details. Very often the performers, they'll know how to look good if they're mm -hmm. standing in front of a mirror, but they don't have a mirror there. Mm -hmm. So they can't pull in and push out and turn down and sculpt mm -hmm. properly. So I have to be their eyes. Yeah. That's great. You also have, God, you're just, you're all over the place on the web everywhere. Oh, dear. You've got accounts on everything. I am uh, <laughs> fucking everywhere. You have an account on TikTok. I do, yeah. Shut up, Jason. Uh huh. Named after my YouTube channel, which yeah. was also called Shut Up, Jason. Right. I didn't just tell you to shut up in case my listeners are like, "Why did he? Why did you tell him to shut up?" <laughs> the description is foul-mouthed gunkle under that. Yes, but yes. you have almost two hundred thousand followers and over. I'm closing oh, in on one eighty. Yeah, mm -hmm. thousand. Yeah, over five million likes. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. One of the big things that you do on there is you dispel a lot of myths about porn. Yes. All right. You also have an OnlyFans. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of different stuff on there. Not My not OnlyFans is the most fucked up thing in the world because a lot of it is behind the scenes on movies that I'm directing or I'm on, you know, do on camera. There's a lot of archival stuff. So things from the Titan men days things from the Jake Cruz days, all sorts of fun behind the scenes stuff. I did get asked to actually perform on camera. And so I did. If I remember correctly, you told me mm -hmm. that your thing is cocksucking as far as yes. your content. Mostly. Do you feel expert enough to talk about that? What about sucking dick? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Well, you said that just now, like every I've taught, I've taught straight guys how to do it. So because <laughs> not everybody can do it. <laughs> Ask me about dick sucking. I've had some people suck my dick that did not know how to suck a dick. Oh yeah. So I think we all have. When we were at Jake Cruz and we were, we had straight guys and we actually had a couple of dildos and I would haul out the dildo and perform on the dildo and go, you want to do it like this, right? You're not playing a game of operation where you're trying to get the dick inside your mouth without touching the side. Like stop that. Right. Um, and as soon as you say that, they all burst out laughing and they totally get it. And they're like, okay, fine. You know? And I'm like, it's not going to hurt you. It, it just tastes like dick. It's okay. It doesn't like just, it's not, it's not going to bite you. I promise. Well, you certainly are doing a lot to sort of let people into the porn world and doing your share to make performers look good and, and show them in a different light. I wanted to publicly thank you for making a video for me. Uh, in my time of need, I needed a memorial video for my mom who had passed away. And you came to my rescue and it took you about five minutes. <laughs> It did. And you, you put it together for me and it really say, Oh my God, that saved me. So I just wanted to publicly thank you. We should, we should probably explain to people what this was. So, um, your mother had passed away, right? Right. And you were trying to put together a uh, sort of a memorial slideshow. Right. And with the music. a lot of, with music, right. And a, it's amazing to me how few, programs there are out there to do something like that mm-hmm. and you were having trouble exporting and importing pictures and yeah. it was and you know when you're in that mental state trying to learn a new skill was rough and i remember you just called me up and i said yeah give me about five minutes i'll have this for you <laughs> and you practically coughed up a lung and went what do you, five minutes i've been doing this for like five hours and i haven't been able and i'm like okay hey, next time just call me first I love having skills that I can actually port over to helping friends with stuff. Is there anything that you wanted to share with my audience that we haven't focused on today? With my TikTok, I was never really planning on turning it into a question and answer about the porn industry. Hmm. But I realized that there's a lot of sexual shame that a lot of people carry and porn really has helped a lot of people work through their own experiences and baggage and help kind of discover who they are for lack of a better way of putting that. Um, I'm not much of a wordsmith, I admit. One of the things that I really have enjoyed about doing the TikTok has been interacting with people and realizing that for the most part, people want to be able to feel comfortable about their sexuality and they want to feel a little pride in it and they want to feel no shame, which is different than feeling pride. I really like the fact that you're doing this podcast because it that's kind of your goal too, is helping people kind of get over these barriers that the world has kind of thrown up for us all. Mm-hmm. And you're right about the porn. Porn was my salvation. I was a gay teenager. I was hardly little, but I was a gay teenager, terrified. I thought that, you know, the, the world was just going to swallow me up and eat me, or I was going to die, or I was going to just always be alone, right? There was no internet. There was no terms like gay community. 
especially in a, a really remote area, you mm-hmm. had nothing. You had no ties to anything. You had no lifelines at all. And you didn't even know that that world existed. And I remember finding this porn magazine in a pile of magazines behind a Mel's tea room or something like that and snatching it up and taking it home and reading through it and realizing that gay men could be cool and funny and hot and enjoy sex. That was where I found my role models. And I realized that that world was there for me if I was willing to go look for it. The other thing about porn, especially when people have fetishes Mm -hmm. and they feel like they're the only one in the world that has that fetish. And then they see the imagery. There's enough Mm -hmm. people out there to want to make a video about this and sell it that they're not alone. When I tell people what I do, sometimes there's actually relief on their face because they're actually getting to meet somebody who works in that industry. And then they can ask the questions that they've always wanted to ask. Well, I'm glad you're there to do it for him, Jason. Well, thank you. Jason Mark, thank you very much for being on Sexual Heroes today. Well, thank you very much for asking me to be here. Information about each guest is included in the show notes, along with links to my Triple X homepage, Twitter account, and Patreon page. Patrons get early access to episodes. You can help me grow my audience by telling a friend today to visit sexualheroes.com. And be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.